Remember I had that plumbing issue months ago, Jim? My toilet was overflowing because somebody had clogged things up, and I I was quick to blame my four-year-old daughter, Amelia, although once we got the drain snaked out, nothing was ever found, so there was no evidence that she flushed a toy down or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, but she's always being sneaky. She is sneaky. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this caught my attention. Plumbers talking about the strangest things... That they've found flushed down toilets. Legos on the list. I think that would be a pretty common one. Yeah. They're yeah. small. Yeah. And you're just like, if it's a kid, you just have Lego everywhere. <laughs> and like, like when you think about it, from the child's eyes, like it is a mysterious portal. Truly. You know what I mean? Like it's like it makes a fun sound. The water spins. Where does it go? I don't know. One of the greatest human innovations of all time, I'd say. Maybe my favorite. A hundred percent. I think I like it better than cars. If you had to get rid of all technology except one thing, I might keep indoor plumbing. I don't need to fly anywhere. (laughs) Do I need glasses that bad? No. Uh, Rubber ducks have been flushed down the toilet. Socks. Blame that one on teenage boys. <laughs> Sex toys, of course. Teeth. Not specified whether that's dentures or real teeth. I would guess dentures. Boy, if you think dropping your phone in the toilet, it sucks. Because <laughs> you don't have to put it in your mouth after. It would take a lot of real teeth to clog a toilet. That's true, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Turkey bones and Brussels sprouts. There's the kids again. Turkey bones, Brussels sneaking yeah, in with, with the napkin. Yeah, Dude, the napkin I in have the pocket. Done that. <laughs> I have done that. A banana, which is surprising because you, if the banana was peeled, you'd yeah. think you might be okay. It's got a very familiar consistency when the peels off and shape. Yeah, it's pretty much ergonomically designed for it's, that it's thing. It's basically a yellow piece of poop if yeah, you think yeah. about it. And remember that the next time you're eating a banana. Okay, this one's the craziest. Um, a two-man tent and a sleeping bag. <laughs> how tightly vacuum-packed was this tent? <laughs> like, how? <laughs> this sleeping bag, too. You can, if you suck the air out of them, you can get them pretty small, but how is how that How big possible? was the toilet tank to Must be able to flush that? That's, that's a good expression, though, for, for using the toilet. What? Gotta go uh, flush down a two-man tent. <laughs> Uh, only two things should be flushed down the toilet, right? Three things. What's toilet that? paper, yellow, brown. That's it. Straight up, yeah. I saw this headline and just shook my head. Colorado pastor accused of pocketing $1.3 million in crypto scheme <laughs> says the Lord told us to. Okay. God told him to do <laughs> it. So this pastor, he had an online church. And he started his own cryptocurrency. Index coin was the name of it. Oh. And he worked... Uh, I was going like God coin or Jesus coin or something. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he marketed it to his parishioners and raised nearly $3.2 million. At least $1.3 million of that went directly into his own bank account, used for his personal benefit. <laughs> In a video statement last week, the pastor admitted that they po- pocketed the money, and half a million dollars, he admitted, went to the IRS, mm-hmm. and a few hundred thousand dollars went to remodel 
his home because the Lord told him to. <laughs> You've been working so hard. <laughs> you deserve a skylight. Ew. Those drapes are so gaudy. <laughs> God? You should embezzle. <laughs> uh, Range Rover, luxury handbags, jewelry, boat rentals, snowmobile adventures. All also uh, purchased with the money. Dude, if you go to a church and the priest shows up or the minister shows up with 20-inch rims blinged out, like, are you not going to be suspicious? This isn't the first time it's happened, Jim. All the time. They cut, like, I've seen something they have the biggest rings on their fingers, the oh, biggest yeah. watches. Televangelist. It's a joke. Man. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. And when they start trying to sell you a cryptocurrency you've never heard of. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of, like, passing around the, the plate, they pass around, like, a thing you tap your card on. <laughs> <laughs> Technology. Uh, Index coin, by the way, is now virtually worthless, according mm-hmm. to the authorities. Soon-to-be-retired Eagles center Jason Kelsey was the center of attention. A party animal, shirtless, <laughs> letting out big screams. Uh, he was hanging out with Bills fans at the Bills-Kansas City game on Sunday night, and everyone was talking about that the next day. Bills lost. Uh, not good. Jim, you're a Bills fan. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I wanted to hate Jason Kelsey. He just couldn't. He was such a man of the people out there doing yeah. shots out of bowling balls with the Bills Mafia. He did have the KC Tuke on, but his brother plays for the team. You can forgive him for that. He's in the box with Taylor Swift. Yeah. <laughs> shirtless, crushing, crushing blue lights. That's what I, the fact that he was just shirtless, crushing blue lights, I'm like, that's like, that could easily be one of my buddies. He, I, he fit right in. I want him to be my yeah. buddy. And then there was that that moment where he was screaming like a primal scream (laughs) as they cut to commercial. Now, we were telling you on Monday, Jim was taking a, a still shot of that moment and putting Jason Kelsey into famous scenarios. One of them you did was uh, the Titanic, where mm-hmm. you had him. His arms were outstretched, so Leonardo DiCaprio behind him. He was Kate Winslet. Yeah, yeah. I'm the king of the world. That was a good one. Another one, you you did uh, Chris Farley and... Uh, Swayze. And Patrick Swayze, the Chippendale skit from Saturday Night Live. You replaced Farley with Jason Kelsey. That was funny. And the third one was... Jason Kelsey at the top of the Empire State Building, like King Kong. Mm -hmm. Black and white. And you did a nice Photoshop job here. This photo has been viewed two million times on Twitter, Jim. I know, I know. I saw it the other day. It's funny because, like, I made it. And then I'm scrolling through Twitter, and then I see like it's like blowing up because somebody else took it and posted it. <laughs> That's the thing. Yeah, it's it hasn't been viewed two million times on the Taz and Jim no. Twitter account. It's Kansas Swifty Chief for Life <laughs> at KC Fan Scott. Yeah, is the guy who took. Your meme and is getting all the attention. He tagged the Kelsey Brothers podcast, New Heights Show, in the uh, in the post, 
And yeah, almost 60,000 likes and over 2 million views. Now, usually you put a little Taz and Jim watermark in the corner when we do stuff like this. You didn't do it this time. I do it some sometimes. I don't know. It took me three seconds to make the photo. Like, <laughs> it's funny because like I will spend an hour on something. I'm like, this is gold, man. This is going to yeah. be awesome. And I'll put a watermark on it. It'll get 14 likes. And then the dumb thing. It's always the dumb stuff, yeah, right? the throwaway. So, and you hear bands say that, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, we had 13 songs. We needed 14 songs for the album. So we wrote our biggest hit in 45 seconds. Seconds. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes the simplest idea is the best. I guess we can't complain because everybody steals memes. We steal yeah. memes all the time. Live by the memes, die by the memes. I've stolen three already this week. What can <laughs> I say? Right. And you never really know where they come from. No, no. And it's nice uh, just to contribute to the conversation. Unless you're the first guy who steals it at KC Fan <laughs> Scott. We're watching you, buddy. Big entertainment story that broke yesterday. Jon Stewart is returning to host The Daily Show as of February the 12th. An executive says, Jon Stewart is the voice of our generation. We're honored to have him return to help us make sense of all the insanity and division uh, roiling the country up as we enter the election season. So from what I understand, he's just going to be... hosting through the election. And the other thing is, I saw that, I was like, oh, great. Good to have him back on The Daily Show. Mm -hmm. Daily. But he's only going to be there one day. Mondays. Mondays. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Mondays. So it's almost like a supply teacher situation. Yeah. You retire from teaching full-time, but you're still going to help out here and there. Yeah. It's nice. I miss miss John Stewart. I miss John Stewart's take. Yeah, he's going to be back. And then the rest of the week, you're going to have... The uh, the correspondents on the show filling in as hosts. So John Stewart back at the Daily Show one day a week. The other big entertainment story is about Britney Spears. Now what? She's been banned from the Four Seasons Hotel in Los Angeles. Uh oh. She got some knives too close <laughs> to the liner. <laughs> what? Uh, nothing she does surprises me now. Going topless at the pool. Okay. Sun's out, guns out. <laughs> For Britney Spears. She is just a wild card. Can you imagine if you're a guest at the Four Seasons and you're lying by the pool and you look over and all of a sudden Britney Spears rips her top off? There's no way that's Britney Spears. Wait a second. That's exactly what Britney would do these days. Yeah. Have you been on her Instagram recently? It's rare to find a picture of her with a shirt on. Yeah. So she's no longer allowed at the Four Seasons Hotel, but... I know the weather's a little cold out here right now in Ontario. Brittany, if you want to come up to the Taz and Jim listening area, there's plenty of pools, I'm sure, in the summer. You can lie by topless. It's legal here. Yeah, yeah, sure. Plenty of beaches you in the Great Lakes. You can't discriminate like that Mm-mm. four seasons. Not in this country, anyways. <laughs> and now, the winner is Peacock. I want to see your Peacock. 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 Your Peacock. peacock. Your Peacock. Are you brave enough to let me see your peacock? 
Devin Peacock is our sports guy. He joins us. He's a Toronto Maple Leafs fan. I hear the Leafs game was interesting last night, Dev. Very interesting. It was a huge game. Leafs, Winnipeg Jets. The Edmonton Oilers are getting all the attention right now because of their uh, big win streak, and they deserve a lot of attention for that. But the Winnipeg Jets have been just one of the uh, really good stories in the NHL this year. Are you Ta- saying that the Jets flying under the radar right now? The Jets oh. are flying under the radar right now, uh, and they've been playing playing really, really well. They went over 30 days without having any game where they gave up uh, more than three goals. That just ended the other day. But they've been playing really well all season long. So last night's game between the Leafs and Jets was a real test for Toronto, and they came through really well. What happened was a one nothing victory for Toronto. So it was a low-scoring game. It wasn't a playoff atmosphere, but it was one of those tight defensive, close games that you're going to have to win in the playoffs if you're going to be successful. The Leafs got some great goaltending from Ilya Samsonov. He stopped a 2-on-0 with a a ridiculous save to Mm -hmm. keep them in it. He was great throughout the entire game. But what was also interesting was the core four at one point in the second period was benched by Sheldon Keefe. Matthews and Marner were on the ice. They were tired. They're at the end of a shift. They left the ice. That led to that 2-1-0 that Samsonov bailed them out of. Keefe was visibly upset on the bench, tore into the guys, put out the second unit for the power play, and then in the third period they played a little bit better, and in overtime it was Austin Matthews who scored the game winner. So if you're a Leaf fan, I think you walk away from that game being very pleased. It wasn't a high-scoring game. They didn't have the core for you know scoring five thousand goals for you, but they played a game that you're going to have to play in the playoffs to win. So it's encouraging. Also encouraging about Samsonov's performance in net. He's coming around. I don't know. Have people becoming believers and like the, the crowd was chanting Sammy, Sammy, and he said after the game he had a tear in his eye. He got a standing ovation from yeah. the fans at one point. So like the fans have really been behind him. And when you think about how difficult it is to play goalie in pro sports like any level but in particular in the NHL and how it can you know you can lose your confidence like like that like with the with the flick of a switch mm-hmm. he has stayed with it and he has had the fans behind him they haven't been doing those you know the Bronx cheers and the kind of thing that can really tear a guy down they have supported him and I think that is part of his 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 resurgence here he's not all the way back he's got to do it for a longer period of time. He's done a lot of the work himself, but the support of the fans, I think, has been crucial to him playing the way he has the last little while. In the past, we've talked about something on the show, and then the topic will pop up either in the form of advertisements or just posts in our social media algorithms later in the day. Your mm-hmm. phone's always listening, yeah. right? Creepy. Yeah, it creeps you out sometimes, but yesterday I, I was kind of happy it was listening because yeah. <laughs> it gave me a good chuckle. Um, your wife, Sarah, sent you a text message, Jim, yeah. about her experience on the train this week. Yeah, she was on the Via, and she said, OMG, someone farted on this train. I can even smell it through my mask. It is the strongest smell I've ever smelled. It is so bad. And I said, do you have any suspects? And she said, several. <laughs> it all looks very suspicious and gross. <laughs> so Jim reads that on the show yesterday to me, and then I'm at home scrolling on the couch, and this song pops up uh, on Instagram. It's not a train, 
but it's a plane. Okay, similar. And this is really good. Somebody farted on the plane, but no one knows who did it. I know there's somebody to blame, because now the cabin smells like somebody's shit. The odor hit me like a wave, and then the head started turning. I can't let this person get away, because it smells just like a diver is burning. What a journey. <laughs> so maybe Sarah shouldn't have been so judgmental. Yeah, yeah. When somebody farted on the train. <laughs> they could be going to visit their dying mother. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tom McGovern. Very funny guy. Watched, uh, watched a bunch of his stuff. Talented musician, uh, comedian. Tom McGovern 27, if you want to follow that guy on Instagram. Somebody farted on the plane. Hey, bud, you know, interesting stuff happens in the country, too, some, sometimes. So I guess she's time for the rural report. But rural, rural, rep, rural report. There we go, bud. Yeah, we cover a lot of ground here on the Taz and Jim Show. The bigger cities, they're always getting a lot of attention. We like to spread it around in some of the smaller towns. And who better to tell us what is going on in small towns but the son of Mitchell, Ontario. Jim Kelly, where are we going today? We're going just a little south of Canada. We're going to Michigan. Just outside Sturgis, Michigan. There was an Amish family. Around 5 o'clock, they go to Walmart, pick up some supplies... They obviously take their horse and buggy there, park it outside Walmart. They come out after. Horse and buggy, gone completely. They call the cops. Cops look around. They find a trucker who says, Oh, yeah, I saw some lady hop on that horse and buggy 20 minutes ago and took off down the road. <laughs> like, was she Amish? No, nah, it didn't look Amish to me. Now, if you thought it was tough stealing a car with a manual transmission, try stealing a horse and buggy. <laughs> if you've never driven one before. Yeah. 
So somehow she was able to commandeer the horse and buggy. They found her at a hotel. I should say a motel nearby. Horse and buggy parked right out in front. Not hard to track down. Kind of sticks out. Guess what movie she was watching when they go to arrest her? Witness. Gone in 60 Saddles. It was so obvious. (laughs) It was crazy. She's now been charged with larceny and larceny of livestock which is a charge i've never heard before but that's a specific thing too larceny of livestock is that worse than getting charged with stealing a vehicle a motor vehicle grand theft auto i don't i hope so i should say it's you know a horse in that moment is like part of the family for these people like and it's so you need it to your whole life revolves around the horse and your livestock so yes that should be kidnapping this lady's going to jail for a while like if she's convicted and i think maybe the thief, you know, will take that time to maybe reflect, maybe find God, maybe become Amish in prison, too. They do say orange is the new black. <laughs> Have you seen the movie Witness? Did you get that reference? It's a good one. Is that where the kid sees a death or a murder? Yeah, it's uh, Harrison Ford. He has to go live with the Amish, like a witness protection. Oh, thing. I didn't know it was. I, no, it, I, or, I think of a different one. Yeah, I'm, he's protecting the kid because the kid saw murders. Yeah, uh, I, I picture like a kid in the back of a car. I remember it was and, really good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm in. I'm gonna watch it. I only it. wish I, the Amish could see it. <laughs> Dang, they would appreciate. They it. They would love that movie. Devin Peacock, our sports guy, joins us. We have to talk about this story. Uh, members of Canada's 2018 World Junior Hockey Team have been told to surrender to police and are set to face charges in relation to an alleged group sexual assault in London, Ontario. So they have been told and given a time frame by the London police to turn themselves in. And there's some recognizable names on this list, Dev. Yes, so to be very clear, the names that you have seen reported in the media have not been charged with anything. It is what has been reported is five players have been told from that team have been told to report to police. And within the past two to three days, there have been five players who have all voluntarily left their teams, giving uh, different reasons. So those players are Carter Hart with the Philadelphia Flyers, uh, Dylan Dubé with the Calgary Flames, uh, Michael McLeod with the New Jersey Devils, Cal Foot with the New Jersey Devils, and Alex Formanton, who is playing over in Europe with a uh, Swiss club. And uh, personal reasons were given. In some cases, the Devils didn't give any reason for uh, Dubé in uh, Calgary. He cited mental health. And so those all five were on the 2018 World Junior uh, hockey, t- uh, hockey team that won gold. All five have now uh, left their team, but to be very clear, no one has been charged with anything yet at this point, but it is apparent from the reporting that uh, those are the five that have been alluded to. So I want to be very clear in terms of, I don't, you know, everything's, it's just no one has, their, their agents aren't speaking. Carter Hart's agent in the past when he has talked to uh, Global News has denied uh, participating in this, but all five coincidentally just within the last two, three days left their teams voluntarily for non-hockey reasons. Now we've heard about this, obviously the, when uh, Team Canada, it was found that they had paid a woman who 
alleged that she was sexually assaulted by members of Team Canada. That thing blew up across the the hockey community, countrywide, worldwide. People were talking about that. Sponsors uh, pulled out. Uh, sponsors uh, dropped to the Hockey Canada. Uh, from uh, any sort of uh, support. There were federations right across the country uh, that stopped paying their dues because they were upset that this fund was being used uh, for uh, for uh, lawsuits. And then it was revealed there were, had been other circumstances over the years where this fund had been used to pay out lawsuits. And so uh, there was a complete change of leadership with uh, Hockey Canada, uh, Scott Smith, the uh, present CEO, was removed. The uh, chair for Hockey Canada stepped down. Then the replacement stepped in, and then they stepped down. And now they have a whole new uh, board, uh, a new leadership. And uh, they have just now started to recover uh, in terms of uh, getting uh, some sponsors back and participating. It's important to note the entire 2018 uh, team has been, uh, as as of right now, currently, is banned by Hockey Canada from participating in any sort of Hockey Canada hmm. uh, event. It doesn't matter. And so there have been some players like uh, Cal McCarr with the Colorado Avalanche was on the team. He was not in the country at the time of this uh, uh, alleged assault. It's also being reported that all uh, the, the the allegations uh, against the players who were involved in in what is alleged to have happened were Canadian Hockey League players. So from the Western League, the Quebec League, or the Ontario League. All of League, them are still banned, uh, despite the fact that they yes, so were all, not involved. The, the entire team. So, But Cal, what, what I, I, I mentioned this because Cal McCarr came up through the NCAA system. So there are some players who were on the team who were banned, but at this point have been cleared of any wrongdoing. Initially, it was a lawsuit, a civil suit, from the victim, that's what was settled by this slush fund that Hockey Canada had. Um, and now this, these are criminal charges, so this is different. I saw some comments online like, oh, they, you know, she just wants more money. It's like, this is not the victim pressing these charges. This is something that the the federal government apparently has pushed the London police to pursue. So when this uh, first broke, uh, there was an initial investigation and then nothing came from the investigation. Then when the story about the uh, payments uh, going out uh, broke, an investigation was reopened and has continued all this time. And the, the, the lawsuit that was filed was settled out of court. The details of the settlement have not been fully released. It's believed the money, uh, the settlement total was about $3.55 million. But the that whole situation is completely different from the investigation that has been ongoing from London police all this time. Uh, London Would police, the victim have to return that money now that charges, criminal charges have been filed? Not necessarily. I, again, it depends on the... Uh, the settlement terms, but also the reasons for why, and, and I'm purely speculating here, but the reasons for why you might want to have a settlement is so that something is no longer spoken of. Right. So it's, and so if there are uh, now uh, charges that come from investigation does not mean that any party within that settlement has broken the terms of the settlement. Mm-hmm. True. 
So what's the time frame then? Do you, do we have any idea how long these guys have to turn themselves in or when a court case trial could start? The uh, Attorney General for Ontario has uh, confirmed that no charges related to this investigation have been filed. London police have uh, said that on February the 5th, they will hold a uh, press conference where they will uh, give more details about the investigation. But uh, that is all police have said. Uh, That is all anyone has really said uh, in terms of what is the next step on, uh, on this whole story. Obviously, the team at globalnews.ca following this closely. Dev, thank you for explaining the details of uh, what we know at this point to us this morning here on the show.